for the community. Inspire Radio. And we are back and we have Bianca in today who is Indy's mum. We're going to be chatting about Indy and the challenges she's faced. Welcome, Bianca. Hi. So tell us a little bit about Indiana. Okay, so Indy's just turned three, but she's definitely not a normal three-year-old. No. Um, so she has epilepsy, but her epilepsy is a gene mutation on her X chromosome which is really, really rare. Um, it's called PCDH19 gene mutation. Um, it was originally known or had similar symptoms as um, Dravet syndrome, um, but then this one only kind of affects girls. So boys can be carriers, um, but it only presents as seizures in females. Um if parents are carriers, so a man can be a carrier and pass on to her daughter, like his daughter, sorry, um, and then she can have it. But then in Indy's case, both me and her dad tested negative, so it's called a de novo, which means it just happens. Oh, it's wow. just a mix of DNA. So what brought about the diagnosis? What happened that made you think that there's something going on here? Like did, did she have a seizure? What, what she actually had, happened? She had a seizure at 10 months old. Um, it lasted 10 minutes and she stopped breathing. Um, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. You're doing a fantastic job. That would have been really scary. I yeah. know what it was like. My daughter had a broken leg around the same age and I was just in shambles when they touched her and they had to do scans and stuff like that. Every time I I was near them doing anything to her, I just started bawling my eyes out. It's it's really hard to see your kids go through stuff. Um, and then obviously I have like, well, what the hell's going on? Um, she was still seizing when the Ambo got there, got to the hospital. Obviously Rocco Hospital was the closest. Um, had another four seizures within about an hour. And they're like, well, we don't have the resources for this. So straight up to PCH. Um... In and out of hospital, testing, MRIs, CT scans. Um, because of her age, MRI, we had to knock her out. So I think we had six MRIs over 12 months. Um, but the main concern is every seizure Indy has, she stops breathing. Mm. So it's not just her being unaware, her brain's losing oxygen. Um, so her... Dad's mum has epilepsy, so we did the basic genetic testing and stuff, but that came back negative. Mm. So they're like, okay, so it's not that type, and that's when they did the extensive version. So first seizure was 10 months. We didn't get full diagnosis until she was two. Um, I think we got to admission 17 or 18 by then. Um, we were in monthly for a minimum of a week. But because it's so rare, um, they don't know what works and what doesn't. So usually they can go, okay, the, this child's got this condition, let's look this up and this is how many articles we've got. They don't have that for her. Mm. So she's the guinea pig at, at the moment. So yeah. she actually had to go through a surgery as well and she, she had, you were talking a little bit before um, we come on, she's actually had part of her brain removed. Yeah, yeah. Um, December last year she had a temporal lobe lospectomy, which means the temporal lobe, which is the front corner of your brain, so on the left-hand side, um, that whole quarter is taken out. Um, and then when they were in there, she was... They found that it had started spreading to other parts, so they literally had to take the outskirts of it. Um, that part of the brain 
affects speech and memory. So her speech has gone back and it's harder for her to relearn stuff because if part of her brain had taken out, but then the rest of her brain had taken over. But since she's still got to basically relearn everything mm. because she's forgotten it. So what sort of, did they give you any indication of what sort of parts of the brain they've removed, what they actually, what their function is and what impacts that would have on her in the long term? Is that something that they have sort of prepared you for? Um, yeah, is is basically the speech and memory. So she's never going to be fully verbal. She's always going to be sounds more than words. Um, and then if she does learn words, we've got to hope that the rest of her brain remembers them. Okay. Because mm. that temporal lobe was your memory. So a lot of what you do, I know you carry actually carry an oxygen tank around with you in yep. in, in India's pram. Yeah. And so is she constantly hooked up to that, or is that something just in case something does happen? Um, that's just in case something does happen, um, but it's got instantly go on her because she can go from la 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 to drop seizure blue, like mm. in a second. And she's recently had a very bad seizure. I, I'm yeah I'm yeah fr- Friday last week she completely stopped breathing at home, so I had to resuscitate her. She wasn't breathing for five minutes. I just got her breathing again when the ambulance pulled up, and then she seized again. And how do you feel being in that situation now compared to when it first happened? Do you feel sort of desensitized through that, or do you um, do you like feel in more control that I, you follow? I kind of like had the list in my head that I do and it kind of I just put my mum hat on basically because um, I know what I've got to do and when I do it. But then it's not until after I know because we end up at the hospital and she's either passed out or knocked out with loading drugs and um, to stop the seizures, they obviously make her sleep. Um, and then it kind of hits me, it kind of goes bang and you're like, um, there I am. So I go from... Being strong and just basically keeping my daughter alive and long, as long as I have to. Hours later, I'm in a corner curled up in a ball, mm. like a complete mess. But that's, I think that's totally normal. I mean, like I have PTSD myself, which I do yeah. very vocal about. And one of the things that I do very well is I function well in chaos and then I will break down later on. So it sounds like you're oh, sort yeah. of desensitised to it enough to be able to operate when things are getting messy and scary. But then yeah. later on when everything calms down, that's when you're able to let it out and release those emotions. Yeah. And how is that for you though? You know, what, what effect does this have on your life being that you need to be in the hospital sometimes? things just change like that How not does... to mention that also indy has an older brother riley yeah I've, I've kind of got to be a mum on two different levels but so indy kind of needs more supervision because you never know when she's going to have a seizure but then i've got to do it in a way that i don't neglect riley and make sure he's getting the mum attention as well mm. um i mean he's amazing with seizures and stuff um so the other day when i rang the ambulance by the time I'd got off the phone to the ambulance. He'd packed his bag because he knows he goes to my mum's. He'd packed a hospital bag and he was already outside waiting for the ambulance. By and the so time that's how prepared phone, you guys have had to be. We, we have a hospital bag and packed Riley's, near the door. He's seven years yeah. old. So to be... He's been doing it since he was five. Yeah. Mm. So we're going to come... We're going to cut to a break. We're going to have a bit of a breather and we'll be back soon to talk a little bit more about Riley yeah. um, and a little bit more about the future and what we can do to get behind you guys and help you guys out. So I'm going to play a song now and we'll be back shortly. For the community, Inspire Radio. Just before we went over to a song, we were having a chat with Bianca about um, her daughter and 
the severity of her condition and also we were talking about Riley so we want to have a little chat with you about Riley Bianca and just find out a little bit more about how he's become so grown up so quickly obviously you've mentioned that he's been packing his bags since he was five years old when yeah. when she has a seizure he's just ready to go so talk about like with me if you can how you've got him to that point where he is able to help and know what to do in those moments um Originally, I try and ha- I tried to hide it from him. Yeah. Um, like that's not something you want your five-year-old to see. Mm. Um, but then she had a seizure when it was just them playing in his room. Mm. So that's when I went, well, hang on, I need to teach him that if I'm not in the room, what does he need to do? Um but it was a full-blown tonic-clonic, which for people that don't know what tonic-clonic is, that's the full arms, legs, shaking, yeah. eyes rolled back. That's the main stereotype seizure. Um, there's actually 42 different types of seizures and I, Indy has 26 of yeah. them. Yeah, I think because um, you, you showed me a video once of Indy having a seizure and it's she just she was so wide-eyed, yeah. but she was just like... Oh, it's, it's scary. It is really, it's really hard to to watch. I found watching that video when we seen that, I was, oh my gosh. And that was, you know? that was just after she started having them. Um, so when we were first in hospital and stuff, I did a group chat and I'm like, well, does anyone want to see what I'm basically seeing right now? Yeah. Um, so there was only certain people, like, I didn't put it in the group chat. I got them to individually. And it's more of an, message, it's definitely yeah. more of an awareness thing. This is what I'm dealing yeah. with. So what I wanted to go on from here and talk about is how are you getting support are you do you have someone you can go to to talk about these things sort of debrief and how are you taking care of yourself Mm. um indy goes to daycare two days a week um they did extra training and stuff so but i'm obviously still on standby mode with all that because once she has one they're coming because indy seizures come in clusters yep um i also have a really good support network personally and professionally um, I've got the neurology nurse at Children's Hospital. Um, there's the Family Support Centre, which is called Cowparin. So they touch in, like they've got a Facebook page. They've got um, people that message, like I get a phone call once a week just to check in saying, well, are you in hospital? Are you at home? How's Indy going? Um, and then I have all their numbers so if I need to ring them. Uh, I've got like the, the social worker and stuff at the hospital. Um, I've got... The once a week I go to my time support group at Nangala at the Child and Parent Centre. Um, I'm pretty sure they're listening too. So hi, because <laughs> it was actually meant to be on this morning. So I'm like, oh, I'm not coming this week. I'm busy. Ah, oh, <laughs> the Child Support Centre. Yeah. yeah, they're absolutely wonderful down there. Good job, ladies. Yeah. So that's my kind of blah. So that's your that's your, your network, your debrief network. But what? How are you looking after yourself? What do you do? What small things are you doing at home where you can recharge and fill your cup? Um, I definitely have at least one Netflix day a week where That's I do good. absolutely nothing. Like I do the kid drop off. And I sit on one spot off the couch and I do not move. No, that's good. Until it's school pickup and I was like, damn it. 
Yeah. So um, what? But I mean, I guess from my perspective as someone who studied a little bit of mental health, I want to know: Are you? Do you have a foot spa at home? Are you giving yourself a foot spa? Like little things no, you but can I would do. One. Little <laughs> things you can do. Hidden for Christmas present. Yeah. But when you're at home, um, like the self care and refilling your cup, I'm hearing you're always on standby. I'm hearing you're always ready to go. That you're always prepared. That in a moment's I'm, notice, I'm never gonna you're going to get I'm a call. I'm never going to be able to completely switch off. No, and that's fair. But what what can you do right now that you've got at home that's in your tool belt that you can use to relax? So you've got your Netflix. That's one tool. What other tools do you have? My bed. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good um, place to rest. That's definitely. Um, what about like so you've got you've got a bit of a network of of, of obviously we've we, I know in the group chat we've got a group chat where you come in and when Indy's in hospital you're keeping us up to date and that's fantastic and yeah and I know at one point um Jasmine actually organised I think it was Jasmine organised meals to be delivered yeah, every week after, for you after we had surgery um Jasmine organised a meal train so I had my meals cooked for me for the first three weeks after Aww. we got out of hospital and they got delivered to my door. That's a wonderful, like, supportive friend. Jasmine oh. is wonderful. So, oh, yeah. So, I'd be lost without that one. I know. She's she's a good person, Jasmine. So there's a lot of, like, so the other thing I want to ask you about is now the financial pressure of it. Yep. Okay. So how much are you paying roughly in medication to uh, a month? Just in, Indy's on six different medications, only two of them under the PBS. So roughly $450 a month that to is basically expensive. keep my daughter alive. Mm, that's and, but then she's still having seizures as well. And that's not even including the hospital trips, the staying in hospital. And you've got fuel, you've got parking, you've um, got meals when you're at the hospital that you've yeah, got to I, cover. I, I get given two weeks, an apple and a juice is all parents get supplied at Children's Hospital. Mm. Everything else you've got to get yourself. Um, I do get food vouchers from the social worker, but that's $10 a day. But that's not going to do much, especially for the price up there. (laughs) We were talking a little bit during the break and we just sort of want to do like a listener discretion with this. We we were having a little bit of chat about whether or not you were open to the possibilities and with it being something that was in the future with cannabis oil, believing that it may help... um, that you have got actually got a script for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had, I had to fight for it. Um, and then she obviously had to be approved through the hospital and um, her specialist had to sign off it, sign on off it. Um, but there's certain funding that the hospital will fund it for you. She wasn't eligible for that. Even though we've tried 15 different medications before surgery. And, and I'm surgery aware wasn't. It's quite pricey, isn't it? Yeah. What are we looking at? $300 for two weeks. And have you tried, Have you? has Indy tried this? Yeah. And how, what was, what's it been like for her? Has it made any difference? Um, we got to a month and a half seizure-free, but then she's also on six other medications as well. So we don't know whether mm. it's that by itself or it's a mix because some people do have to have a mix of other anticonvulsants with it for it to work. Mm. Is that the longest she's gone without a seizure? Three months is the longest she's gone without a seizure, which was after surgery. So she had surgery December 12th last year. We were in hospital for three weeks because she had extra fluid around her brain. So we spent Christmas in hospital last year. Um, And then we were back in hospital the day before my birthday this year. So... We've, yeah. Look, this this. Look, it sounds like a very difficult situation. Mm. Do you have a page where our listeners can go to support you mm. and watch your journey? Um, 
no, but I think I should get one. I think you should because I think I think that's something that I think there's going to be a lot of listeners out there right now who's going to want to know all about Indiana's and journey follow and her journey, follow you, but also help you out in some way, maybe with meals, maybe to help you out a little bit with the medication. This is something yeah. here at Inspire Radio that we're we're big on um, in supporting people, and I think this is something I'm going to put out to listeners right now. If you'd like to help Bianca out in Indiana, please please send us a message. We would love you if you've got any support. We would love to see what we can do to pass that along for her and if you guys would really like to see indiana's journey on a facebook page and and become more aware of this condition please message us and let us know because as soon as there is a link up we will publish it for you um i just think it's so important given what you're going through you know not only for you to receive some support from anyone who's willing to provide it but at the same time we know so little about this you know so little about this the hospital knows Mm. so little about this so as you learn this sort of thing could be passed on. You might find that there are people all over the world who have this same thing that that can follow your journey and get the same yeah. working and treatments I, going. I have touched in with a couple of other mums over east that their daughters have the same type as Indy. Um, one of the ladies in Melbourne actually created a foundation. I'll put the link up on the Inspire page. Mm. Um, it's just based on the PCDH19. Um, so the the logo for that is a unicorn. Because it's as rare as unicorns. Yeah. Um, so the myth says that the cure for PCDH is the dust out of a unicorn horn. Find a unicorn, find a cure. Oh, oh I love it. Um, so if you pop on there, there's lots of merchandise and stuff on there as well. So like the unicorn hunters, there's little unicorn pins. That's awesome. But we're about you right now. And yep. we want to see you supported and we want to see people being more aware around you. So, I mean, what I'd love to see yep. is if you had a page, when you're out and about yep. in the community, people liking the page, they can start to understand why you've got that yep. oxygen tank. If she goes blue for some reason, rather than just walking off and staring, maybe they can all come over and give you a hand, picking her up, yeah. getting her to an ambulance. That's what I'd like to see. I think yep. um, also we need to remember as well, it's uh, like right now look we can't have Indy on air because she's quite full on she's running around the station right now yeah. and you know what I'm actually really glad to see she's happy she's running around she's having I a great time <laughs> exactly so um, right now we can't get Indy on air so we can't get everybody to have a bit of a chat with her but um, yeah look we just want to offer you our our support yeah. and we're going to put it out there to everyone out there Inspire Radio I have to now we have to we have to sign off because I think Indiana actually wants to <laughs> possibly she remembered that <laughs> oh hang on my mum's in there somewhere yeah, yeah. alright so we want to thank you so much for coming in Bianca and sharing you. your story and thank you to Indy and we're going to get some photos now but first we're going to play a couple of songs and yeah guys make sure that you're following we are going to put up a link for that foundation on the page too but first here we go someone for the community, Inspire Radio.